Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of A Table at the Back podcast. This week, uh, Laura and I explore um, the topic of what if work is actually a part of your self-care. So it's um, it's a topic we've been talking about for a while behind the scenes, but we thought um, we would explore it uh live not live but um in the podcast with you today and we'd absolutely love to hear your feedback so let's dive in hi hello how are you going <laughs> good how are you i'm good it's been a while between chats i think yeah it feels like it anyway yeah. it probably hasn't been that long <laughs> no no it's been a while like you were you were away how was your holiday? I've been international. Really good. Um, I deleted all the apps from my phone. Did you um, actually do that? I yeah, mean, I, I actually did you it. were going to do it. I was like, wow, that is impressive. The only one I kept was um, Messenger just so I could talk to my family back home because my brother was looking after our dog and I was just like, if anything <laughs> happens. And also my parents. Um, but yeah, everything else, gone. So anything I uploaded to Instagram, I had to do through the like the actual site on my mobile when I had Wi-Fi, which wasn't very often. So, oh, and it was, was it really good? Like, was it liberating to do that? It was. And since coming back, I've deleted, like, I've kept Messenger off my phone, so I I took it off. And then, um, I haven't taken Instagram off. I I think I will. Maybe. Oh, okay. It's it's just so easy to upload when it's on your mobile, like when you use the app. Yeah. Um. But I think I'm going to delete maybe, again, I say I'm going to do it and then I'm like, oh, I don't know, Um, (laughs) Slack and maybe Gmail from my phone. Slack and Gmail. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. From your phone. Yeah. 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 But I I genuinely love Slack. So it's, I don't know. I don't really use it that often on my phone. Um, Yeah. I have it on my phone, but I have notifications turned off because. Yes. I have all my notifications, pretty much. Yeah, all my notifications too. on my phone turned off because if I had any of them turned on, oh, it'd, it'd just be ding, 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 constant. Yeah, and I and I did ages ago, and I was like, I can't, I can't deal with it. It's too much, and I don't, and I don't want to deal with it. Like, you yeah. know, when it's ten o'clock at night, I I don't want that little thing to be wanting me to click. So, yeah, yeah. well, I've definitely found a difference. Like, if I'm like doing work stuff right before bed, I cannot sleep. Like I'm so wired. Yeah. Um, so I think it'll help with that. Just even, yeah, not looking at what is happening out in the world of UX writing. As much as I love it, sometimes you just have to kind of cut the cord. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, Live watch some TV life. or go to sleep or read a book or. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll go to sleep is the big one. Yeah, go to sleep. <laughs> But yeah, what have you been doing while well, I've been traipsing around Hawaii? Yeah. Um, oh, a few things, a few things happening. I've been to a couple of really cool events this week. I was going to say lately, but I'm like, actually, it's this week. <laughs> uh, I went to, um, there's a thing called Smash Your Socials out in the Yarra Valley. Oh, yeah. Which is very that? exciting. Um, it's put on by they're called the education series but it's run by um a couple of really um smart cookies from the wedding industry and it wasn't like the event itself wasn't aimed at the wedding industry but there was quite a lot of wedding industry people there you know i I guess because that's 
that's kind of the circles, but there was other, there was other people there too, but it was basically just, um, you know, a day about deep diving into socials and, mm-hmm. um, the first speaker was somebody I didn't like this guy called Michael Briggs, who is from what I gathered on the day, a really like a really well-known Yarra Valley photographer, like everybody knows him. He's just so kooky and <laughs> wild and like, he was great. It was hilarious. But just really, yeah, really wild would be like the best word I can use to describe him. Um, so and it was then, interesting. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he was interesting. And I guess because there was quite a lot of, like I said, there was people who weren't from the wedding industry, but there was heaps and heaps of like celebrants and photographers and videographers and florists, you know, so it was quite, quite a lot of like wedding and he's a wedding photographer. So I guess that was like, yeah. how do you do your socials? So that was I mean, maybe even more interesting for them than it was for me, but it was quite interesting for me. Um, and then Leah Ladson oh, yeah. spoke and she, um, she talked about like the basics of like flat lays and photography. And that was really good. Like, and we did some like um, hands-on, you know, everybody was supposed to bring something. We did some hands-on like flat lays and stuff. Mine was like so, like, <laughs> so simple. Super. I think I saw it. Do your super or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do my super to-do list. I was like, mm. <laughs> subtle, like, <huh>? subtle. <laughs> but also true. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> and like that was the that was that was my uh, best attempt. I'm like, this is this is not my skill set. <laughs> and um, and then Cherie from the Digital Picnic spoke last, and she was she was on fire, like on fire. Oh, great! Yeah, she was really good, and she did like an Instagram deep dive and like really took people into, you know, more than the basics. And mm-hmm. you could really feel that the whole room was like, that was amazing. Like she she spoke and then there was a, a bit of a break and then she spoke again. Like her presentation was kind of in two halves but because it was quite long. Mm-hmm. So it was good that they broke it up. But it, it was great. She was, yeah, I've, I've actually never seen her speak before. Okay. Very engaging and very funny. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. She was awesome. And then last night um, I went to the, like the digital picnic uh, fifth birthday. Oh, did you go to that? Yeah. And like took zero photos. I don't know what's oh. wrong with me. <laughs> Just... <laughs> but um, yeah, that was, it was great. It was great to like catch up with people and yeah, it was really good. And she, yeah, she's done well and she's very happy and you know, good on them. Like they're, they're, they're thriving. Yeah. That business is just taken off big time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So that, that's been a bit of a social butterfly. Believe me. I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) I am out. But having said that, it also, yeah, that was, it was just two days in a row and I haven't really done much more than that. Other than yesterday we started food at the cafe. Finally. Very, very big milestone. Is it delicious? Yeah, you know what? I like I know I'm biased, but it is. So good. Yeah. And it's really sick. There's uh one, two like seven or eight, no, seven items on the menu. Like it's Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's really simple and like, you know, breakfast brunchy. That's it. There's one pasta dish. Which, that's my favorite, the pasta dish. Oh my God, it's so good. Oh my God, I've got to come visit. I'll <laughs> just sit there all day. <laughs> but it, yeah, and, and you know, 
and my husband was very, very, very nervous about that whole thing. And it, yeah, yeah, like a really big milestone, but he got through the toughest day and, you know, now it's kind of seeing what, you know, seeing what happens over the next week and sort of ironing out the kinks and all of that sort of stuff. But it, yeah, it's good. It's, it's exciting. It's exciting watching things grow, you know? Yeah. You guys are such entrepreneurs. <laughs> <laughs> Your kids at least like will have that um, role model kind of thing, like a solid brick and mortar store, but then you've also had the online store plus you work with startups. Like they will be exposed to so much good things. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. Do you know, <laughs> Eva not long ago, um, <laughs> went had she had this like really annoying whistle like toy whistle thing, <laughs> and went out the front like it was one day when you know we were all working at the cafe and she went and sat out the front and like was blowing this whistle oh, oh my god what are you doing come inside she's like i am playing happy birthday so people give me money <laughs> <laughs> so she was busking <laughs> she was busking and then the um the hairdresser next door came and um and he's like, you got to take your daddy's hat. Like you need a hat. You can't, yeah. you can't do that without a hat. And then she like earned herself 30 cents. So, you know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's the gun. <laughs> Whistling is the new lemonade stand. Yes. Yes. <laughs> God, maybe I should go do that. <laughs> On the side of the road. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, go Eva. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess like talking about how we're deleting apps from our phone and notifications and even just like the ways we work and how that impacts our family life kind of like, I'm really trying for this segue. (laughs) I'm really, I'm really pushing it. Um, No, it is. (laughs) Leads to our topic today, which is drum roll. Which is work making you happy. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. And and just in general, you know, there, there's so many thoughts on, you know, work and separating work and finding time for yourself and all of that stuff. And, mm-hmm. and I agree. And we, we, we do, you know, I feel like we hear a lot about self-care in terms of separating yourself from work, especially, yes. especially when you're doing your own thing. But what if self-care was the work? Yeah. That is the that is probably the question. Maybe maybe that can be the title of the episode. When work is your self care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and actually, at um, the one of the sister scout event, the brunch camera action event that I went to, I spoke with um, Anna Rogan about that exact thing, and we were kind of talking about because she was going to do the vulnerability workshop, and you know, we were talking about you know, is it, is it work making you, is it work, work making you truly happy or is work a way that you kind of disguise the fact that you're worried about exploring, like, what am I, if I am not working, you know? And I was, mm-hmm. and I thought that was a really it, it, interesting topic and question, but, um, but I'm going to say work makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think when you throw, a young family into the mix. I know, you know, com- becoming a mum for the first time, I it really threw me. Like, who am I without work? Because obviously you have to take time off to have a child. Yeah. Um, and then coming back to work, but it not being your number one priority anymore, which is very um, confusing at times. 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It is. And, and, and then, you know, I found for me, it's also, uh, you know, before, before I started working, like learning and studying was a part of who I was, which is kind of extended into like when I started working as well, like that's a huge part of, you know, pretty much every personality test I do one of like the, if not the top thing, the second top thing is lifelong learning, lifelong learning. Ah, Yeah. Totally. Same. And I really, and I really feel that. And um, yeah, what, like one of the, I think it was Gallup strengths. I think one of them was like, in particular, like learning through doing, you know, mm-hmm. which really makes me, which really makes me kind of go back and go, okay, well, is that learning then the core that, that makes me go, okay, well, I use work to learn. Mm-hmm. And then that, and then that fuels me. And then I've got this other like achiever part of my personality. And yes. you put those two things together, and like, of course, it makes sense then that that I get that satisfaction through work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love 100%. the work, obviously. Like, <laughs> yeah, but like, I'm the same, and I think that's where I'm kind of at this crossroads right now, where, you know. I don't struggle. This is going to sound really wanky. I do not mean it this way, please. People, if you know me, you know, I'm not a, like a bragger, Um, but I've never struggled to get clients with freelance work. It's always come quite naturally and um, which I'm super thankful for, but there comes a point where I, I want more and it's not more money. It's not more more flexibility, which is a non-negotiable for me now when you become accustomed to working for yourself, you like you expect that no matter where you work, but it's, it's getting deep into a culture and a project or like a product and really stretching yourself in that way and being exposed to different things, um, by doing the work and not actually doing a course or reading, um, articles online and just regurgitating that information because anyone can do that and wanting more in terms of getting to know a team and not just the product as well and I think that yeah um, is where I get satisfaction and where I can push myself more from learning from individuals not necessarily um like a course yeah example. yeah absolutely and I, and I think that also ties into your natural affinity towards the, the customer experience as a whole, because it's, because it's not just the product and yes. it's, you know, it's not just the external stuff. It is a hundred percent. The internal stuff is a massive part of the experience, whether, you know, whether the customer knows that or not it is. And I think, yeah, like that's that, that like deep learning and deep understanding of like, what is this thing as a bigger whole rather than just being part of that project, which is also fine being part of, you know, just projects that tackle one thing. But I think, mm. well, at least, you know, what you say totally is very similar to me. I've, I've, I think we've talked about it before. Like that's why I couldn't quite do the agency thing mm. and I couldn't, you know, quite, I mean, I have done solo work in the past, but I, but I, I, I really, I need to be entrenched. I need to understand it, you know, and that doesn't mean understanding like the depths of something like superannuation, but like I need to be in the team. I need to be understanding like doing the research from the beginning, being part of that, like Mm -hmm. understanding it as a whole, like that kind of stuff that, that fuels my fire and makes me do better work. Yeah. And I think we have to make note of like 
no matter where you work, every team is going to do things differently. So there's not a one size fits all. And I think I did struggle with that or I do struggle with that with um, like taking freelance short-term projects. Yeah. Because I can see there's so much potential to do more, but they've only hired you to do this one thing. Yes. Um, Yes. And then even if they want you to stay on, you're like, well, where, how does this fit in with, you know, like how involved and invested do I get? Yeah. Um, Without, because, you know, your personality will wants to go deeper, but then you're kind of restricted um, Yeah. with with having solid boundaries and also like legal, (laughs) legal things that you can't kind of ask for this data. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And that must be, yeah, that must must be a, a, an interesting place to be at right now for you. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of I've got my foot in two different doors. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, which way do I go? But, um, and I'm doing this on your recommendation. By the time this goes live, I think I will, I will have had my two sessions, but working with Amy from Craft Coaching for Business Coaching. Yeah. But I think, I think... It, she's good with life stuff as well, right? It's not oh. just like you don't have to have a business. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I think she specializes in, I think she specializes in like solo business owners and like small business owners, but yeah. she has such an array of skills that she does. Yeah. A lot of the other stuff, like, you know, a lot of people from the community see her and, and, and a lot of them are solopreneurs. When I went to see her, I didn't go as a, business Mm. I went as an individual yeah like you know more to do with the things that I I basically you know because I'm part of so many projects I kind of just got to a point where (laughs) yes I did take on too much (laughs) 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 which is like the story of my life but like you know it's who I am and that but I just kind of got and a lot of the time I usually have that under control and I got to a point where I didn't know how I just felt stuck. I didn't really know how to prioritize and focus. I didn't, you know. Um, And so I went to see her about things like that and, you know, in the future, you know, like leadership development and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, so she, you know, she doesn't, she isn't just about like, let me work out just your business stuff. Yeah. Like more like you as a place. Yeah. 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 Um, So yeah, for for me, it was, uh, I mean, I, it was, groundbreaking (laughs) and yeah I just it was really it it was a lot of heavy work there were a lot of tears involved (laughs) from you know she didn't tell me no no not from her no she she's awesome she kept it together (laughs) there was a lot of yeah um but something that she did say to me which which I think is just so brilliant not just to do with work and and I don't really know why I haven't thought of this? You know, sometimes you just need people to tell you things. But, um, you know, she said, you, your tears are data. Like, because I'm always like, oh, wow. oh I cry because I'm so emotional, which, which I am. I'm quite emotional. I'm an emotional person. But, um, you know, but she said, your, your tears are data. So if you're talking to, about, to me about something and it's making you cry, like that's obviously a really important thing. And I was like, oh, <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> yeah you know, but it was just good. It was good to work through that stuff and other stuff. And I, you know, walked out and it was emotionally and mentally draining and stuff. But in the weeks after my goodness, it just helped me get clarity. And it, 
like I've said before, like it, it, there's a lot of work to be done and I'm aware of the work that I have to do, but just having clarity, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, it's priceless. It's did, priceless. Did some of the stuff come up about how you work and that is good for your soul? Like, yes. like it is a, it is your self care. Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly, you know, <laughs> exactly on point with the topic of the episode. It, it did because, you know, I've kind of, I've always felt like I need to apologize to people mm-hmm. about the fact that I love working, which is yeah. so ridiculous when I say that sentence. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say that because part of the struggle is being okay with work making you happy. And Yes. And for me, it's like, you know, I grew up in a a family where work was work and you came home and you were done. Like, and that was family time or friends time and you didn't think about work. Yeah. And even my friends, like my good friends, you know, one's a psychologist or one's a speech pathologist or a nurse and very hands-on roles, which are amazing. Like, I, I wish I had that strength to do that kind of work, but I can see them and how they can separate the two and it not being an issue, like taking time off wasn't a big deal. They didn't feel the need to check emails because their work was so hands-on. Whereas for me, I always feel this pull to, you know, especially when you have your own business, like being on all the time um, and feeling guilty about it um, when, you know, yeah, you should have separate boundaries, I guess, for work and family time, but being okay with the fact that you enjoy doing the work yeah in the first place yeah exactly and I think for me one of the things that one of the things that I've got to work on is exactly what you mentioned and it's like when I'm doing the work at a time like obviously I'll start like sometimes it's disorganization but sometimes like a lot of the time I'll start it when there is a, a bit of time and I'm like yeah I could get some work done in this time and then what I need to work on is not feeling guilty at that time because yeah. it's like this makes me happy and I'm doing it and then I'm feeling guilty so I, so you've got you know you're not at your full capacity because you're like oh but I shouldn't be because you know it's a Saturday afternoon and I've got this hour and I should I don't know be painting with the kids mm. <laughs> you know just that kind of stuff and just learning to 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 finally be okay with it and be like yeah you know what I am going to smash out some work because right now that's what I that's what I'm feel like I'm going to do. That's mm-hmm. what makes me happy. That's actually going to fill my cup. Yep. And then I'm going to do the painting and feel even better. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And one thing, um, cause I was, when Matilda was younger before she was in daycare a couple of days a week, um, and I was still working while she napped and stuff, but then, you know, you get into that flow state, which I love and she'd be awake and I'd feel really interrupted, but I felt like I needed to just finish what I was working on. Otherwise it would bug me and I wouldn't be able to be fully present. Anyway, I was speaking to someone about it and I can't remember who it was, but my may have been my mum, who was a teacher, was a teacher. Yeah. Um, And she was saying, and it made me feel so good was, um, you know, independent play is just as beneficial for them as it is for you to be able to do your own thing and they will be okay. (laughs) Um, And just, just having that, guilt taken away made such a difference for me. Absolutely. And do you know what? That is a big part of um, one of like 
the parenting books that I recommend to everyone. I don't know. It really resonated with me and really, I think we might've talked about it before. Um, the Danish way of parenting. Uh, yes. I don't know if you've read it, but I don't it know. It sounds cool. Whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Danes were like, I don't they, know. They do everything. Nine well. years in a row. They're the happiest people on earth. So, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. They're doing something right. But the whole, the whole book is about like these six, these six principles of, cause it was, it was written by a woman who married into a Danish family. I think mm-hmm. well, it was written by a couple of people, but basically from her angle, it was like, you know, there's, there's this stuff that like the Danes that just, they just do it naturally. And, and she was like, and they're so, ha- and I just wanted to dig into what that is. And then they, you know, did the research and, and wrote this book. And there's these six from memory. I have not read it for a while. I've read it about two years ago, but one of the big things, like one of the main things is independent play, mm-hmm. letting kids independent play and be bored because yeah. when kids are bored, that's when they start problem solving. And, and if just building always, imagination. Like, yeah. And if they're always like having stuff thrown at them and like, which I am so guilty of, I've got to take oh, you there. I've got to take you there. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. Like they have no time to work anything out on their own. Yeah. And then they get into a habit of being like, but, you know, but we didn't go anywhere today. <laughs> no, we didn't. And then I feel guilty about, yeah, and you just, gosh, you get into this um, machine and actually they need that time. Mm. You know, and not intervening. I'm also learning not to intervene when when they play together and when they start arguing and when, you know, there's a point <laughs> at which you yeah, have to intervene. <laughs> but trying to let, because that's how they learn negotiation. That's how they learn all of that stuff. Yes. And like caring and kindness, all of that. Like, so yeah, we have definitely gone, you know, even my mum is like, we did not spend as much time with you kids as you spend with your kids. Mm -hmm. Like, and we didn't have the pressure to either. Not, and not in a bad way. Like we didn't care about our children. My God, we did so much when we were younger. Like I remember so much. But she's like, there's just so much pressure on you guys. Because when she was here, she was like, you, you don't have to take them there today. Why don't yeah. you just let them play outside? I was like, oh. Yeah. Build fairy I gardens. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot to be said for um, even just people like – being in a mum's group and stuff like that and just having a very, oh, sorry, that was my um, <laughs> slack, if you can hear that. Oh, no. No, you can't? Okay, good. Yeah. Um, being in that kind of environment where everyone's got very different work lives and very different parenting lives as well. Everyone does things differently and that's yeah. fine. But not making people feel guilty for hustling in, I'm doing in, um, quotation marks with my fingers, but um, <laughs> <laughs> for hustling or for wanting more out of their working life and, and not just being a stay-at-home mum. Not that that's a bad thing, but some people just aren't wired that way. Yeah. And it's okay. <laughs> like everyone does things differently and that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I always really struggle with, um, I struggle with when I see, you know, being busy for the sake of busy is ridiculous. Yes. But I struggle with like, when I see the 
don't, I guess because everybody has different definitions of hustle. Yeah. I'm guilty of saying like, I reject the hustle, but my definition is probably different to what is actually hustling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I, I literally, like, I literally, when people say the word hustle, I think back to when Eva was six months old and I'd return to work. And in the meantime, I'd built this little business that was doing really well, One Tiny Tribe. And like, I would, I would drive to work with two full, like boxes of tubes that I would then like of artwork that I would then at lunchtime go take to the post office. And like, that was a hustle. I was hustling, but my gosh, I was happy. Yeah. I (laughs) I was truly happy. And that's probably the difference. Like, being burnt out versus it energizing you. Yes. I totally think that is where there's the two sides of things. So yesterday, for example, it was a daycare day as well. So, you know, I had the whole day to work and I just, I was putting together a um, product comms guide and I just love them so much. And I was, I, I just got into this flow state and I know I've said that a couple of times, um, I think as writers, if anyone's listening, you know what I mean? Like you yeah, just yeah. lose sense of time. Um, you know, it was all of a sudden been three hours and I was like, what? Wow. I haven't drunk any water. I have not eaten, um, which is oh. hard to do when you work from home, not to have <laughs> snack breaks. Um, so I, I was just like, no, this is what it should be like every yes. day. Well, yes. not every day, but more so than not. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm so happy right now. And then I got to go pick up my daughter from daycare and I was a better parent. Yes. Because I felt really accomplished that day. Yeah. 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 Because that, and and that's the thing that fuels you and, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit like that, that analogy that everyone always talks about, you know, the plane and the air masks and like, you know, the put yours on first before you do your children. And, you know, like I, yeah, I've I've struggled with that, I guess, always, like the look after yourself first thing because I've always thought that like look after yourself meant, you know, this this general idea of, you know, go pamper yourself yeah, or like your take a day done. off or – and that's fine. Like that totally works for some people. Yeah, go get your nails done. Like I am not a – No, neither am I. nails done kind of person. Like yeah. I wear makeup and I get home and I'm like, take this off. <laughs> <laughs> but – I guess because I always thought that that's what I had to do to look after myself, quotation marks. I'm doing, why are we doing this when we're like, what are you? We should have filmed. Yeah. Yeah. We should have filmed this. We could have done it today. (laughs) Next time. Um, But yeah, I, and, and then I was always like, oh, well, I can't do that. When actually the whole time, what that should have meant for me was sit down and feel good about doing your work. Mm-hmm. And that is the way that you put your mask on and then you can go do everything else. And it absolutely is. Yeah. Because work is, it is, yes, it's work, but it doesn't feel like it's what I love yeah. to do. And how lucky are we that that is the case? Absolutely. So lucky. I, I do think about that a lot. I'm just like how grateful I am that I ended up doing this because I really can't imagine myself doing anything else, at least not now, maybe yeah. in the future. Um. But I think think where I struggle with this, so yes, we've got that positive side to it, but the negative is not being able to turn off sometimes. 
Yes. And that's where I need help, I think, um, because it is impacting, you know, me being able to get to sleep without thinking about everything I have to do. But maybe that's just part of being a parent as well. Um, <laughs> and like not feeling like I should be doing work every time she naps or something like that, even on the weekends. Yeah. And just being able to do something for myself in another way. So like read a book or watch TV or, you know, talk to my husband. <laughs> in that particular in that order. order. <laughs> Have a conversation with another adult that I don't work with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, you, you're absolutely right. You know, I say that about the mask thing, but you know, that's number one way to this, not the only way to feel like, you know, going, going to the, a couple of these events lately and talking to like these other, I guess it's kind of a little bit business tied because it's like other swanning about Melbourne or your social events. <laughs> like, but all my, like all my social events, a lot of the time are tied to like work stuff, yes. but it's like, because it's people also have their own businesses and it's, it's, you know, that the people in your shoes and I, I have this strong belief in the, in, in the, like, if you are running your own business, yes, you absolutely need to learn to control yourself so you don't Mm -hmm. get burnout and stuff. But I just don't know if it's possible to be completely like, it's it, it, I, like at it. five o'clock or whatever at mm-hmm. nine o'clock I turn off and that is it. I have nothing to do. Like it's part of who you are. Yeah, I think so. And so, yeah, for me, it's like, okay, so, so finding the balance is the key of, of being, being okay with all of those feelings rather than being putting so much pressure on to be like, but I have to turn off, but I have to turn off, but mm-hmm. I have to turn off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. It's working out how to how to how to manage that better rather than finding a way to turn it off completely because I just don't know if that's possible. <laughs> and it's interesting to hear you say that because sometimes I think will the um is the magic pill maybe for this is going back in house and if I do that then I won't be tempted to work outside of hours, but I don't think that that's the way I'm wired. That that yeah. And it, I think it's a wiring just had an epiphany. Thing. <laughs> it's been very helpful today. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a wiring thing. I mean, I, you know, I'm in house and mm. I like we are still text messaging at 10 p.m. if somebody yeah. has an idea or, you know, finds a good Enneagram meme because we're really into <laughs> Enneagrams lately. Because <laughs> oh. we've all worked out what we are. <laughs> I just did too on your recommendation, and we are exactly the same. Yeah. I did. How's that for for diversity (laughs) in conversations? Yeah, we're going to bring some like other Enneagrams on here. (laughs) I know. That was so gold. But especially when I, um, that meme that I sent you. Oh my God. I was like, that is scary. (laughs) And everybody that I've shown that to just, um, just, I'm going to dig it up. Yeah, Just I for think people should, who are listening. When we publish this episode, we'll put it in our stories and be like, "Oh wow!" Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so it says this is like Enneagram twos, right? Me trying to ask someone for a favor. Hey, could you help me with this thing? Absolutely no pressure, though. Totally okay if you can't. <laughs> if you'd rather run me over with a car, that's cool. Are you mad at me? 
A hundred percent my thought process. That's me too. And even like negotiating um, proposals and stuff. I'm like, oh, so do you want to keep me on for like three to six months? Totally okay if not. But like meanwhile, I'm like, what? <laughs> what am I doing? I'm sabotaging myself. It's so funny. <laughs> Plant the doubt in their mind. <laughs> so good. People even think about it. Yeah. Oh, gold. Yeah. It's amazing. So like, to go back to this episode, what do you have any tips for people to kind of balance this life thing? Oh. <laughs> or, or not really. It's just we're all winging it. I'm glad you're asking the person that's like figuring it. <laughs> yeah. We're like literally in the um, trenches right now. Yes. I mean, the, like, the one tip that, that I would say is to speak to a business coach because I had like, I had been thinking about it for two years. Yeah. For two years I had been thinking about, well, basically mostly because I wasn't really sure who to speak to. Like I was like, do I, do I see a counselor or a psychologist? Do I see a, you know, a, a business coach? Do I see, like, I didn't actually know who to see about it. And then, you know, and then I started learning more about business coaches and I was, you know, there are a lot of different, and it totally depends on what you need. And there are a lot of business coaches out there and they all specialize in different things, mm-hmm. which again was confusing to me because I was like, oh, I don't, well, I don't really know what I kind of need. And, um, and, it, but you work it out, you, you do the research, you work it out. And, and in the end, I ended up going to see Amy from Coaching and Development and, and I just, I, I cannot recommend doing that enough because all of the stuff that we talked about and that we went through, like I knew that, but I needed somebody to help me untangle that. And some, somebody like a business, like they know the right questions to ask and to probe where they need to and, you know, and make you vulnerable if they need to so that you can get to those answers and you can like get that clarity. And on that, like, Sophie from Sister Scout and Amy from Craft Coaching and Development, they are, I'm not sure, I'm going to see when, this, when we're going to publish this episode, but they are holding um, a workshop together in November in Melbourne, which is annoying for everybody who's not in Melbourne. <laughs> Everything's in Melbourne. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, that would be like, if, if this goes live before that and you're sitting on the fence and there are tickets left, I could not recommend that enough because they will work through the things that Amy works through one-on-one because Sophie's um, goal is to make Amy more accessible to people. And so this is one of the ways they're doing that, which is incredible. Well, and I was going to say, Amy is doing, so I'm based in Hobart. So we are doing a Zoom session next week and the week after, but she also does like online, um, like an online course as well. And what else? I think she does quite a few events. She she um, like um, other events. does workshops in Mornington as well oh, with like right. a, a group of women like in person. Yeah. And like not to say, we're not getting paid or anything to promote <laughs> no. her, but we both did our due diligence and research and we've spoken to a lot of different people and I would encourage anyone else to do that too before booking anything in. Talk to people and see who they've seen. And, and what um, they got out of it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And there are quite a few good, like I know um, up north Brisbane, I think, or 
I think she's in maybe soundtrack. Um, like Claire Wood. Um, oh yes, also awesome. And two girls and a laptop. They are also like really great. It totally. And you know, in the end, you. It depends on what you like. I really, really wanted face to face. Yeah. But that was just the stage that I was at. And, you know, Amy came so highly recommended by quite a few people like in the community. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just I'm yeah. diving. I'm going to give it a go. So, yeah. I mean, I just know that Sophie and Amy are holding that workshop. And, yeah, if you if you think about it, it's worth it because it's $180 plus GST. So it's a good taster. Yeah, for three out for a three-hour, wow. like, which is Way That's less long. than you pay for a one-on-one. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Can yeah. confirm. Um, but yeah. like, I also saw a psychologist uh, end of last, no, start of this year. Um, so as like a different perspective, and she was very helpful with work stuff as well. Yeah. Um, well, and just being able to separate like what I'm doing and give me tips and um, guidance about how to tackle some boundary issues that I was having like client wise and that kind of thing. So yeah, you know, everything, everyone needs something different and it's just about finding what works for you, which is half the battle. And I totally get that (laughs) because that's where I'm at now. Yes, Um, absolutely. And, and, you know, if you are not, like I said, I was researching this for two years. If Mm -hmm. you're not ready, you're not ready. And that's okay. And it's better not to do it because you're probably not going to get as much out of it. Yeah. But then you get to a point where you're like, oh, I'm ready now. Like I need that. I need that person. And yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's been awesome. So that would, that would probably be my number one tip would be that. I don't, (laughs) other than that, I'm still working it out too. So. (laughs) Well, and mine is, and it's easier said than done. You know, obviously I need, (laughs) I need this advice too, but stop being so guilty for everything. Like you don't need to feel guilty about doing what you like, whether that is, not working or working like yes yes whatever it just yeah that's the biggest thing and I have to remind myself of that multiple times a day yes um, oh sorry one more thing oh yeah go for it <laughs> would be to find your work squad too yes find find your work squad, and that's that's gonna take time but find the people that are walking in the same shoes as you and that's you know it, it is okay I know that we're like you know, you, you want the constructive feedback always, but it is also okay sometimes to just have the support and just have people go, you have this, you've got this. Like, mm-hmm. and, and from the people that are walking in the same shoes or have walked in the same shoes, like that is really, really important. And I mean, you know, I'm watching my husband really struggle with that at the moment. That's probably his, his biggest thing at the moment is probably that he doesn't have because he, he, he mental. To me, but it's not the same thing. I am not in that industry. I don't understand yeah. the industry. I am very supportive, but I'm not as helpful as another cafe owner Yeah, who yeah. has done this for such a long time. That, well, and that's, that's what he needs. And so, yeah, I would a hundred percent say find your people and love them hard. <laughs> well, that's why I'm so grateful. I have you like, and especially for the place Likewise. where we work together. <laughs> like I was saying to another ex colleague of ours yesterday, like I'm so grateful that we got to work at that place no matter what else happened there. But yeah, like I hundred percent would not be doing what I'm doing now if it yep. wasn't for the people that I met there. Um, and also like community wise, you know, we are very lucky. The writer community or copywriting community is so 
fucking great. Like, yeah, everyone is amazing. I don't yeah. think, like, so not many people I don't like. <laughs> um, <laughs> so diplomatic. <laughs> no, no, everyone is so lovely and smart and just really open to learning and I think that's yeah. all we really want is just everyone just do a good job <laughs> yeah. uh, and on a preachy note but um okay. I think it's like our favorite part of the sesh today oh yeah <laughs> favorite part of the program um <laughs> what we've been reading and stuff yeah what have you been reading I'm reading company of one by Paul Jarvis right. um I forgot his name for a little while <laughs> really good I've only just started it though so I'm listening to it on audible yeah. um hard copy books I'm just reading yeah a couple of novels because I like having that mix yeah. um Lisa Taddeo who wrote three women and I'm reading Tangerine I forget the author but oh. um Zoe Foster Blake recommended it. So I'm assuming it's going to be good. Oh, right. Of course it is. <laughs> and I just read a funny article about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who is kind of like just this really cool feminist judge. Um, oh. She's an older lady now. but Oh, is she in all the memes ever? Yes. Yeah, okay, I know who she is. <laughs> yeah, she wears the big glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's just this like, she's a bad bitch and I love it. Um, <laughs> anyway, so someone's written an article. She's user experience writer at LinkedIn. Okay. Um, and she's published it on LinkedIn. So we'll make sure we put the um, link in the show notes. But she's kind of comparing Ruth Bader Ginsburg or Notorious RBG is how she's called. Oh, right. Uh, is what she's called um, with a UX writer and how she is secretly a UX writer. Um, oh, that's awesome. Uh, it's really cool. It's just like words, paint pictures, get it right, keep it tight. And it's all principles that we would use for um, UX writing. So. Yeah, oh, keep it human. Keep it. She keeps it human is one of the lines. So, I'm yeah. gonna have to read that because I have. Yeah, that's oh, that's awesome. That is. Yeah, awesome. it's cool. What about you? What have you been consuming? Um, well, on the UX writer thing, uh, there was a there was a handy um article in one of the Envision emails. <laughs> oh yes, that came through, but it was um about UX writing principles for designers, which Ooh. I thought was good just to put in, um, in case we do have any designers listening, but also, you know, cause quite often for designers who haven't worked with UX writers, it's, it's, it's a whole new ball game when you start working together. So I just thought yeah. that was useful like to put in, but, um, but I have been heavily over the last two weeks, heavily into story brand again. Ah, I've read that book too. Story brand is the framework that we live by at Gig Super. So it's like basically everything. Are it's, you um certified? No, no. No. But we like all of us want to become certified. Yeah. We're like we it's know so this. expensive. Have you looked oh, into it? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yes, it is. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But also you you just a little bit like, oh my God, but it's worth the investment. Like, yeah. It's, so it's, it's excellent. If you have not read the story brand book, you need to read the story brand book. And um, yeah, because just the, the, the framework is fantastic and really helpful. And I know everybody has their own frameworks of doing things, but that one in particular really, really, really resonates with us. And I don't know, maybe, maybe on a different episode, we could talk about, um, cause originally what we did before we started any, any of our stuff, we sat down and, um, we did positioning, mm -hmm. uh, off the back of 
I don't know if you have you heard of Andy Cunningham. She she used to work with um, Steve Jobs and stuff, and she wrote this book called Getting to Aha. And um, uh, Aha, as in like Oprah Aha, as in A H A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize Oprah had like <laughs> she has Aha moments. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so but basically, this book goes into. Um, all companies in the world fall into one of three categories. They are either a mother, a missionary, or a mechanic. Oh. And once you know what your company is, and sometimes you know com- companies are developed and they don't like they don't do the positioning <coughs> to begin with, and you know you can you can work out what you are using using like this framework of positioning. But um, but we did it, we will, you know, because we were building something from scratch, we did it from the outset and we kind of sat down and, you know, you go into like all your values and what you're building and what you want to do and work out like the positioning of your company. And so our company is a mother and mothers are all about like, you know, nurturing the customer and customer first and all of that kind of stuff. And story brand, you know, with the guide and all of that like it just all gosh it makes life easier it just makes life easier when you're a comms you know person when you have all this foundational stuff and I think one of the hidden things about story brand is it does so well at getting the other people in the business invested in the storytelling or the brand narrative Um, so I think it, it really does a lot to inspire and encourage them as well rather than you just try to do that yourself like at least you get this back you get Donald Miller backing you up (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely and and also do not be deceived it it, it's a great framework but it is not easy no not easy to come up with a, a, a brand script that is like simple and like one sentence for each of the things and that it's going to guide like your whole, it's, it is not easy, but it is worth the time. We, we've spent two weeks doing it. We spent two weeks with three hour workshops, like every second. Wow. Like and it's, you're running them? Uh, In loose, we're loose all sense? Like, we are all like heavily entrenched. Like, yeah. you know, we did this like book club style. It would be like, right, we're all reading this chapter. Tomorrow we're coming and we're attacking it. We're oh, that's it. fun. Yeah. It, it, Absolutely. And, and, and I love that Pete and Marty are so into like knowing how important it is to get the comms right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, a bit of a tangent, but Good story brand, get on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Worth, worth the read. Definitely. And there you have it. Um, this is a really important topic um, that Laura and I, like I said, we discuss this quite often and, you know, we would absolutely love to know your thoughts. So hit us up on Instagram or LinkedIn um, or email anywhere uh, you feel most comfortable getting in touch because we would absolutely love to know your thoughts. Um, and we would also love to get some ratings and reviews from you guys um, on Apple Podcasts. That would be totally ace. So if you do have the time, we'd really appreciate it. Hop on over there, rate, review and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. Okay, bye.